The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I not only say the things I need to say, but the things I think you need to hear. And your feelings, they're not a factor. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. So we're going to start out as we do by saying, Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, Javier, Fitz McShane, El Jefe, Craig, El Devlin, and El Morte. Thank you guys for the continued support. You guys are the real superstars here. So anyway, this episode will be coming out on January 9th, um, which means this past weekend was the three-year anniversary of the January 6th insurrection, a day that was worse than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor and the Civil War and the day they shot Kennedy and all of that balled up together. It was the most horrific, horrible threat to democracy ever. Or it was a bunch of people taking a fucking unscheduled tour of the Capitol building and one guy moved a lectern like 15 feet. Realistically, not a insurrection. I don't give a fuck how many different ways they try and sell it. The only violence committed that day was committed by the Capitol Police. The only person who got killed in this insurrection was a protester who was shot, an unarmed protester who was shot in the head by a cop from hiding. The guy's a coward, and he will face no consequences for it because the powers that be are perfectly content with the fact that he shot somebody that was there saying they were displeased with the situation at hand. And by and wide, I am inclined to actually side with the protesters that day because they were much less violent and destructive and of a threat to our society than the entire like year and a half leading up to that of shit getting lit on fire, people burning things down over a fucking overdosed asshole. I would much rather remember Ashley Babbitt, the lady who was killed at the January 6th protests, than mourn Fentanyl Floyd, who died from an overdose and became a martyr after literally accomplishing nothing in his life than being a degenerate junkie criminal and having the good fortune to be arrested by a white cop and die during his arrest and then you know, kick off a national movement of shitheads doing shithead things in the name of protests where they were robbing and stealing and assaulting people and lighting shit on fire. Yeah, so the January 6th was obviously much worse. I think there was a couple million dollars in property damage, and most of that was from, like, windows getting broken on the White House. Or not the White House, I'm sorry, on, on, the, on the calls of Congress. So, Realistically, I'm sure those quotes they got to get those windows replaced were really fucking accurate and really not padded with a bunch of waste because the taxpayer was picking up the bill. I'm sure that's an extremely accurate assumption of how much it cost to repair the damage from January 6th. So when the government's telling us there was millions of dollars of damage, I'm sure it was really worth every penny they spent to fix that stuff. And furthermore, you know, every leftist politician is out here decrying it as the day democracy almost died and how they were all scared for their lives. And even some of the assholes on the right who are more uniparty career parasite motherfuckers. Oh my God, I was so afraid. I was so this, I was so that. 
And, you know, it's entirely possible they were afraid because maybe they actually thought they were going to be held accountable for all the dereliction of duty and irresponsible management of the country they've been responsible for over the course of their careers. Because these were, for the most part, career parasites who have done nothing useful or contributory to the, to the country in a very long fucking time. And I initially, I was very skeptical about a lot of things. I just figured it was a bunch of assholes that were getting out of hand because they weren't happy with the way the election was going. Uh, but I am a mature enough individual to kind of rethink some stuff as more evidence comes to light. And with all the evidence of electoral impropriety that occurred, you know, we've got Georgia who swore up and down they certified all their elections, completely unable to provide a single receipt to show they certified and verified and audited anything. And it has come to light that there have been literally tens of thousands of votes that were counted twice or even three times. Uh, Identical ballots run through over and over again, evidence of votes being counted without witnesses from the Republican side to be able to offset the people who are running the votes through. There was just all kinds of improprieties all over the country with this thing. You know, the 2 a.m. spikes where all of a sudden Biden was losing by six points and he's up by 10 when the, at, at the next morning after the votes were supposed to be done being counted. And there are a lot of things we could be doing to adjust the electoral system to address these issues. You know, single day ID required voting days where you are, you know, have to actually prove that you are who you say you are and that you're authorized to vote. And one of the things that's going on in in context of January 6th and one of the theories that's going on around, and it's really not that much of a theory. They've basically already said it. They've said the quiet part out loud. The massive influx of illegal aliens that has come across the border in the last three years. Now, we're at a point since... Biden took office, there have been almost 12 million encounters with illegal immigrants in this country. Now, that's the ones that we know about. Those are the ones they can confirm. That's that's not counting the gotaways or the never got spotted in the first fucking place. That's primarily based off of, I believe, the number of people that Texas and New Mexico and Arizona have been shipping around the country to other cities. And I've talked about this before. It's not just the fucking Republicans doing this. Democrats are paying to move these assholes. Left-leaning organizations are feeding, clothing, sheltering, and funding these people as soon as they get across the border. And it's not all Central Americans fleeing violence and looking for a better life. It is people from literally every country on the planet coming through, having no fucking business being here. And it is what it is. They're coming in illegally, and... A, over the weekend, AOC was doing an interview on The Daily Show because Lord knows that's where you go for responsible authority and, and you know good reporting. And it's actually kind of sad that that was the case for a while where Daily Show was one of the best places you could get your news information because they were better than most mainstream media. And But yeah, she's on there and she said the quiet part out loud. She said, well, what we need to do is make it so these people aren't illegal. Give them a path to citizenship that will be easy and efficient so we can get them all taken care of so they can start working and contributing. Now, the problem with that is you have 12 million people who came here illegally. You haven't vetted or verified any of them. Out of the few that they've caught that were actually on the terrorist watch list, there have been all kinds of stories of people that are here illegally that have been busted committing multiple crimes being let back out by permissive judges who, by and wide, liberal left-leaning asshole judges who don't believe in actually 
punishing criminals, just punishing law-abiding citizens because that is straight out of the fucking commie handbook. And I, I'm at the point where, like, a lot of people are like, why are you so hard on the left? You must be a super conservative. No, I'm really not. I'm very much a centrist. I am one of those people. I believe in leave me the fuck alone and I'll leave you alone. There was a time where I was considered fairly left-leaning because I don't give a shit if you're gay or bisexual or any of that other shit. It's irrelevant to me. I was very much believing in a lot of things that at the time when I was a youth, I was considered much more left-leaning. I haven't changed what I believe in all that much over the course of my life. Yes, I've grown and developed and matured in a lot of ways, and some of the stuff I used to believe in I realized was kind of fucking stupid. Not because the concepts themselves were bad, but unfortunately humanity's not developed enough to function under those concepts. When I was much more of an anarcho-capitalist than I am now because, frankly, I think people are too stupid and too afraid of responsibility to function under that kind of structure. That's an ideal world for me is where there is no centralized government. There's no rules and regulations to stop people from doing anything other than the merit of what they do. But unfortunately, humanity's not developed enough to function that way because people are irresponsible fuckwads. And the last few years have done nothing but hammer that fucking point home. But yeah, so they're importing literally millions of new voters because they know they're losing the voter base they have, and they're not going to be able to pull off a second election fraud. I really don't believe that if it does happen, it's going to be a, it's probably going to be that final fucking straw for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of things could go really sideways from this, but yeah, when you are doing so poorly at what you're attempting to do that your actual voter base is even starting to go, you know what? No, you're not doing a good job. You're fucking us over. You promised us the world, but all you're giving us is debt crippling, crushing fucking debt and and lies, and you're making our lives fucking worse. And people are starting to fucking see that, and you can only cover that shit so much. So when you start to lose your base, what do you do? You import a new voter base, and that seems to be exactly what they're doing. I find it really hard to believe that anyone could claim this is accidental at this point. The admin current administration in D.C. has actively threatened to sue Texas if they enforce because Texas has started to say, we're tired of this shit and we're going to arrest any illegals that come across that border. We're going to defend the borders of our state. And Biden, the Biden administration flat out said, if you do that, we're going to sue you to, to not be able to follow that decision. So, I mean, you cannot get much more of a delusion of grandeur, tyrannical shit than that. States' rights are supposed to override the federal government. That's how this country was founded. With the exception of the powers enumerated in the Constitution, states have the say about how they run their fucking states. That's how so many of these things that politicians lie and make promises about never come to fruition because they don't actually have that fucking authority. And we were never supposed to have this strong, overreaching, centralized government that was going to do this kind of shit. But on the other hand, we also have a tin pot wannabe fucking dictator that is in the office. I mean, granted, he's senile, and I don't think he really knows what's going on so much as his fucking handlers are using him. And I I, I hate to say it because it makes me feel like I'm talking about like a fucking conspiracy theorist, which unfortunately for us conspiracy theorists, we keep being right. We don't want to be right. We want to be wrong. But it keeps happening. 
And it's there is a globalist agenda. Whether I, there was a time where I would have thought you were fucking nuts for even bringing it up, but at this point, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. They're flat out saying this shit, and we're just kind of being apathetic about it and just sort of, oh well, you know, here we are. What, what can we do? So one of these days, they're going to push us too far, and then then there's going to be a problem. And it's like, you know what? You know, sp- spare me that shit. This, the, all the people who are out here saying. Oh, well, it's, they're going to push us too far, and one day there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a reckoning. I really, I, I, I said it last week, I don't really know if there is something significant enough that could actually push us to that point. But the, the closest we've come so far, you know, the, the insurrection that almost ended democracy, where literally the most armed population in the country conservatives are by and wide the ones who have guns, who go out on the weekends and train with them and practice with them. A lot of the MAGA people are the ones who are, you know, if you have, if somebody asks you how many guns you have, the answer is always one less than I need. And if people ask you how many guns you want, it's always one more than I got. And yet, again, the only violence that happened on January 6th after the election was probably stolen i mean i there i i hate to be one of those election denying assholes because that puts me in the same camp as hillary clinton for her entire fucking career after the first time she tried to run for president and every single time since where she talks about how the election was stolen and, and it was illegitimate and blah 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 no she still believes she fucking won even though she didn't and thank god for that but but i digress when you have who are realistically the most armed civilians on the planet involved in what is being labeled as an insurrection without a single shot being fucking fired other than by a police officer into a defenseless woman's face. Yeah, that, that that's why you can't really sell to me that this was a insurrection and jeopardizing democracy. They keep saying, oh, this is a threat to our democracy. This is a threat to our democracy bypassing the fact for a second that the United States is not actually a democracy. It's a constitutional republic because democracy is mob rule. Democracy is 50 plus one means the other 49 get fucked. Whereas a constitutional republic says there are guidelines. This is the way things work. This is how it has to be because we are not allowing mob rule in place. We are a society of laws and regulations and rules because you motherfuckers don't know how to fucking act. And, you know, I've heard it said, you know, democracy is two foxes and a chicken discussing what's for dinner. It's it's real. It's realistically it's particularly when you think about how stupid the average person is in this country. And then you got to remember half of half of them are dumber than that. So, yeah, there's literally no good argument for pure democracy in this country right now. And we're not a democracy. We're that's at the end of the day. So when these people are talking about, oh, it's a threat to our democracy, it's a threat to our democracy. What they mean is it's a threat to fucking Democrats because they can't pr- pr- sustain themselves on merit. They are not a merit functional organization at this point. Maybe there's a time when they were, but it's really not the case. And if you look at the way they carry themselves, the way their their demeanor, the way, their behavior, it's really. Basically, they do a lot of projecting. Every problem they accuse other people of seems to be more inherent in them. And they're so pompous and sanctimonious and self-righteous that they will never, ever see it. And it gets to a point where that's one of those reasons why I actually kind of lean into the whole national divorce idea. 
you know, a peaceful parting of ways because when you have somebody whose actual thought processes in no way, shape, or form align with yours, you're never going to find common ground. You're never going to find, you know, a middle ground. There's never going to be any working with people like that because it's not about progress. It's not about achieving a common goal of a better life for everybody. It's about fucking winning. And it's just, it, it's not going to work. I can't see it being a thing where, I mean, there was a time, even when I was a kid, you know, t- 20 years ago, t- shit, 25 years ago, when I, when I was like looking at my first elections, my first voting and well, 27. Okay. Who's counting? Anyway, that's not the point. The first, the first election I vote voted in was in 1996. And I, with the exception of a couple of smart ass comments I made, um, I feel pretty much the same way now that I felt then that every single career politician is a crook. They should all be tarred and feathered and run out on a fucking rail. Uh, I believe we should have term limits imposed. I believe there should be caps on how much they make. It should be, you know, they should not be making six figures because they're not doing six figures worth of work. They're not productive at all. They don't produce or create anything other than stress, turmoil, and a belief that we need them for something. And that's one of the problems in this country is we forget that they need us. We don't need them. And they keep trying to push their agenda thinking they're somehow smarter or better than the average person. When in a realistic, realistically, all they are is more fucking corruptible, more fucking prone to being willing to sell out every motherfucker they can in the name of doing better for themselves. It's purely a bunch of selfish motherfuckers. Now, granted, there's there's a few people that I think are probably exceptions to the rule. There's a few decent people in public office that are actually there to be public servants. Um, you know, Rand Paul, Thomas Massey, people with the ideals that they, and they're trying to at least be a check against the just flow of corruption and bullshit. And they make public statements and try and call it out and do some good. However, they can't do it without support. They need public people to actually get up and get off their asses and start to get involved in the process to show these motherfuckers that they can't just keep doing this to us. But that might be a pipe dream. That might be blowing smoke. That might be just unrealistic hopes and dreams. I like to think it's not, but on the other hand, who fucking knows anymore? But yeah, so anyway, so that's just some thoughts I have based on the whole January 6th debacle. Like I said, the left is trying to play it up like it was this huge, massive thing. The right is just kind of remembering it. Uh, Although in one last little footnote, one thing I did see over a lot of social media stuff leading up to and on January 6th itself was some of the leftist individuals who, you know, the ones who think they're so morally superior and they're the ones who are loving and accepting and understanding because they keep their tribe and they honor people's identities and all this other horse shit. Yeah, I saw multiple accounts that were like either saying something generally to the effect of, you know, tough shit for the Ashley. And he basically making comments on posts about Ashley Babbitt who dying like, oh, tough shit. That's what you get for trying to overthrow the government and shit like that. And there were actually a couple people that, you know, extremely tacky were actually toasting the fact that she was dead and said she fucking deserved it. So to those people, you know, I really hope you have just the most horrible fucking life. You are a piece of shit celebrating somebody dying because you don't agree with their beliefs or their politics. And ironically enough, that seems to be a massive thing with these leftist assholes these days. 
And once again, I'm saying that as somebody who at one point identified with the left way more than the right. I was never a fan of ultra-conservative Christian motherfucker types because I never really had puritanical values, even though this country was founded by a bunch of puritanical fucks who were supposedly coming here for religious freedom, but were actually bringing all their baggage and their fucking horse shit with them. But ultimately, these days I do find myself aligning more with more conservative views, not because I've gotten more conservative, but just because the bar's fucking moved. And the people who claim the left now are just the most repugnant motherfucking human beings on the fucking planet. People who think it's perfectly acceptable to say, if you don't honor my beliefs and you don't acknowledge my structures, then you're in trouble. You're in danger. Like every one of these fucking trans individuals who says, if if I'm a man that identifies as a woman and you try and come in here, I'm going to beat your ass and you'll find out what a real violence is and da da da. No, that's not feminine behavior. You're not actually portraying yourself convincingly as a woman at all. That is being a massive fucking douche with an inferiority complex. And there have been multiple instances of different people of of the, like, I don't even like to say the whole LGBTQIA thing because the LGB part I don't have a problem with. And most of the old school T I don't mind either. But the new T's and the Q's and the IA pluses and everything else they've added since fucking 2005. uh, Yeah, those are the ones that are really making everybody look bad. Those are the ones that are making people say things like, yeah, you're coming after our children. Those are the ones that are proving the slippery slope motherfuckers right. Uh, Much as I hate to say it, because personally, I was of the mindset of like, what, you want to get married? Let them get married. Who gives a fuck? They won't. There's no reason that anybody should be picking on somebody because of who they want to rub their squishy bits up against. That's fucking juvenile and stupid. Until, you know, you start bringing kids into the mix or you start saying things like, you have to honor my decision to be identifying as a fucking non-existent word. Or I, I'm, I, am, I am an animal self. I identify as a fucking badger and you have to use my badger nouns. You're a fucking idiot. That's, uh, okay. I've ranted about that ad nauseum. I don't need to go back into that particular uh, train of thought for this episode. But there were some other things going on uh, this past week that we should at least briefly touch on, and one of which being a sort of a release of the Epstein client list, not the massive bomb that people were hoping for or expecting and Realistically, the na- there were some significant names on there. Uh, Bill Clinton was named like 70-some times in that deposition. Uh, Alan Dershowitz, the attorney, yeah, his name came up multiple times. Prince Andrew, to the surprise of absolutely fucking no one. Um, Yeah, and then like Stephen Hawking, which led to some of the funniest fucking memes I've seen in quite a while. The internet remains undefeated in terms of that shit because they just all bring up the whole... You know, if, if Hawking's was there, what was he doing? And the the funniest thing is somebody actually started a rumor on Twitter that uh, Hawking's kink was identified as he would sit there and watch naked midgets try and solve equations on a blackboard that was too tall for them. And the, the, the Internet just picked it up and ran with it. It was fucking hilarious. Now, me personally, I remember stories of Stephen Hawking's before his uh, medical issues became to the point where he was actually trapped in that chair was actually a pretty horny bastard. So... Is it beyond the realm of possibility that he was there on Epstein's Island doing some disgusting shit? No, it's really not. But 
Is it also possible he was brought there under the pretext? Because I, I, as much as I hate to excuse anything, and I think everybody that was involved in going to that island was probably on some bullshit. I'm sure there were probably some people that were there to give an air of legitimacy to it, too, to say, oh, no, I've been to the island and nothing fucking happened. And what do you do? You get one of the most respected minds in the world to say, oh, no, I go there. Well, oh, no, I went there and it was. Yeah, no. Yeah. His speaking spell could have detracted information for a while. However, there are plenty of instances of him in his younger days being in strip clubs and going out there and doing all kinds of just really dirty, dirty shit after uh, I believe his, his wife passed years and years ago and he just was horny bastard on the town. Uh, he, you know, come here and give the smartest man on the planet a fucking lap dance, shit like that. It just, so yeah, some impropriate, inappropriate shit could have gone on or they could have just decided to blackmail him because at some point he stopped talking about all the shit that was like scientifically accurate and started doing guest spots on Futurama and The Simpsons and Big Bang Theory, and he became more interested in being a public figure as opposed to being a scientist publishing papers about things like black holes and the expansion of the universe and theoretical quantum physics and all this other shit. No, he's doing guest spots on assorted television shows, which I always found to be slightly ironic because other than like the Big Bang Theory, he was actually there in his chair a couple of times. But like... When, how do you, you know, you're Stephen Hawking and you're guesting in a cartoon. You're not writing the dialogue and you can't speak. They could have done it again with a fucking speaking spell. But anyway, I, I digress. The point is, yeah, so Stephen Hawking's name was on the, the Epstein client list. And that that was probably the highlight of the list for me because... Other than the fact that there's a couple of people that are on the list that are still being they're being given till January 22nd to decide whether or not they're going to be revealed because uh, both of them filed petitions saying they're being revealed on that list could be dangerous to them. The Jane Doe number 107 said in her country there was a chance that would be a jeopardizing to her life if people found out they sh- that she was there. Well, bitch, maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with pedophiles. The fact that the court system is giving her the extra time to argue her case of not being identified for doing heinous, horrendous shit because it might be putting her life in danger. If people finding out what you're doing is jeopardizing your life, maybe it should be. I mean, granted, there's a lot of strictures and cultural shit I don't agree with when it comes to repression and forcing people to live in a way that's not true to their authentic self. But when you're talking about your culture might murder you for fucking children. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should. Maybe, maybe you should be murdered for fucking children because you should be murdered for fucking children. I don't know how else to say it. There's not. A, there's not a lot of fucking wiggle room in this conversation. There's not a lot of gray area. If you are fucking kids, you are a bad person and you should fucking die. This is not something I'm willing to host negotiations on. This is not something I'm willing to talk about. Wood chipper go burr. The end. Now, do I think anything's actually going to come of this Epstein list? No, I don't. It's not a list of people that we have rock-solid evidence, although the FBI has already been sitting on lists and hard drives and God knows what else from the raid on Epstein's Island for years, and they've done fuck all with it. You know why? Because the people that are on that list are the people that are running things. That's the long and the short of it. Jeffrey Epstein catered to 
elite clientele, rich, rich, top of the line motherfuckers. Not saying they're top of the line in terms of content of character, but in terms of liquid assets and what they could wor- be worth and provide and power. Yeah, those are the people that he was servicing, and they're not going to fucking try and prosecute themselves. And unfortunately, in this country, we let the ideals of this country go by the wayside and developed a whole new ruling class of elitist assholes who are functionally above the law because if they're the ones enforcing the law and they're still the ones breaking it, nothing bad's going to happen to them unless we start bringing back things like, you know, pillories, stockades, tar and feathering, being done by mobs of motherfuckers who've just had enough of these holier-than-thou pieces of shit. But, you know, we're not ready to have that conversation in a lot of ways. And the people who are ready to have that conversation, a lot of them, I don't feel like the reliable ones to me that we could have implemented because they'd get carried away. There's not a lot of self-discipline in the we're ready to burn shit down crowd. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't mean I don't feel that way. It just means I, I don't see how we can implement it without it getting out of hand. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in doing things because they're right, not because they're fucking going to make me feel better. But again, that's, you know, neither here nor there. I'm kind of rambling here. So yeah, the Epstein list came out. I expect a big fat nothing burger to come from it because like I said, they're, they're not going to investigate themselves. They're not going to try themselves. They might offer up a couple of sacrificial nobodies to, placate the mobs they might put somebody up who's outlived their useless hell they might throw billy boy in the fucking clink i mean he's fucking if you if you haven't seen him lately he basically looks dead already bill clinton is the years have not been fucking kind to this dude of course on the other hand if i was living with that soul-sucking shrew that he married i don't think i'd be looking too well either i mean on the other hand you know it's it is what it is but yeah, I'm not saying I understand why he liked him young, but I can understand not wanting to stick his dick in what he's married to. So, uh, oh, by the way, I'm not suicidal. I not, I I am not in any way, shape, or form even considering killing myself. Since I did mention that, you know, I'd rather stick my dick into a fucking, you know, hair dryer than fucking Hillary. But that's besides the point. Um, I'm not Pete Davidson. What can I say? But. Yeah, so that happened. And then there were some other things that happened over the weekend. Uh, in Miami, there was a incident at the Miami Mall. Uh, it's uh, Unfortunately, there's not a lot of information about it. It's There was a massive, massive police response, and there was video of the police response on Twitter. Uh, I know that's... You know, still feels weird to say that like it's a reliable source, but in a lot of ways, it's way more reliable than anything you're going to hear in the mainstream media because I haven't heard shit out of the mainstream media about what happened in Miami. I don't know, maybe you have, but I haven't. Um, but yeah, it was a massive, massive police response, and the chatter on the ground was that people were calling and screaming and fleeing from the mall because there were seven to ten foot tall beings in the mall. Some people were saying aliens, some people were saying Nephilim, some people were saying fucking mole people. I mean, I've heard a lot of varying reports of, but they all had this theme of large alien or non-human entities hanging out at the mall in Miami. Now, the official police line is that they were responding to a report of a bunch of youths 
having a fight in the, in the mall, and some of them had fireworks and sticks. Now, based on every police response I've ever seen anywhere, ever, on every video and the ones I've seen in person, because, yes, I have seen police responses in person. Um, you know, I, I, I have a past just like everybody else. But based on everything I've ever seen in person, whether it be responding to fights, whether they be bar fights or groups of teenagers beating the piss out of each other, nothing remotely approaches the police response I saw out of Miami. And it was literally dozens of fucking units rolling up lights and sirens coming in hard and fast. The airspace over the mall was closed out. They had two government helicopters were the only things in the area circling the area. Got all kinds of footage of people from like their balconies overlooking the mall recording all these cops rolling up and there was smoke and fog and, and it was, there was, you know, weird patterns from searchlights and stuff and, some of the patterns kind of look like something walking through the fog that might have been bigger than a building, but nobody could say for sure. And honestly, to me, the official line all stinks on ice. Now, I've heard another theory that might hold a little more water in terms of like why it would elicit the response it was, and that was somebody reported when the kids started throwing fireworks at each other. And, you know, everybody knows what fireworks sound like. So these kids would have had to have been using like quarter sticks or something significant to elicit a terror response. But people were saying that somebody called it in as terrorist activity, and that's why the cops came as heavy as they did. That's more feasible to me than that's how they were responding to a teenage mob fighting with sticks. It just doesn't, you know, that that story don't hold water. Now, it's also possible that there may have been an actual terrorist event in the mall, and they're trying to silence it because they don't want people to panic this close to an election. But that doesn't fit the popular conspiracy theories where they would actually want people panicky and afraid to leave their homes during the election so they could push mail-in balloting and things like that because it's much harder to monitor and make sure it's legit. It's also much easier to fuck with. But... Again, that's more conspiratorially uh, thinking than I'm really going to get into at this point. But the thing the thing that strikes me as odd, and particularly in today's culture, climate, times, the way people deal with shit, the way people do things, every motherfucker you walk past on the street has a camera on them, has their goddamn phone. We are addicted to these things. They're attached to our fucking wrists, basically. There's all kinds of complaints about our society, and that being the case. There's no footage from inside the mall anywhere on the Internet as far as I've been aware of. There is no footage of any security cameras that have been leaked. Those malls are not. They, they have security cameras in the parking lots, in the, in the actual mall itself. If it was a fight, why is there not footage? Every time you hear of mob action type fights, every time there's a street takeover, every time... These little teenagers and fucking early 20-something shitheads go out there and start acting up and being assholes. They can't help themselves but to film it. So if it was a case of a bunch of shithead teenagers acting up and getting into a fight with a bunch of sticks and fireworks and explosives, fuck, even if they had guns and knives, somebody was going to be filming that shit. These assholes can't rob a gas station without recording themselves, but somehow Internet's completely scrubbed. There's no evidence of anything Anywhere that I've seen of what happened inside that fucking mall or in the parking lot or anywhere near it. Everything I've seen is footage from, you know, a, a hundred feet in the air or blocks away. 
There's nothing from the actual scene, and that's realistically that that's why I'm I'm not buying the official line. I'm not believing it was just a case of massive response because they thought there was a bigger problem than what was actually going on. Where's the arrest reports? Where's the teenagers that got busted because they were throwing illegal fireworks at other people? Literally nothing. Big big fat nothing burger. And uh yeah, it's really kind of off putting. It's kind of weird. And now that I've mentioned the fact that yes, we're entering an election year and shit's already been ridiculous. It's going to get fucking worse. It's going to if they don't find some way to, you know, kick off World War 3 so they can invoke the War Powers Act so they can cancel the election uh or find some way to steal it that they think people are going to believe. I really don't think there's any chance of that at this point. Uh, when you you've got a president, a sitting president who's running with like a 30% approval rating, it's not real likely the cocksucker is going to get it reelected. I don't care how hard they try and sell it. I don't see the vast majority of the country buying it if this fucker wins. And, you know, being the party of our democracy, our democracy, they're not even holding primaries on the Democrat side. That's, that's you know, that's what tin pot dictators do. That's not what this country is supposed to be founded on. But looking at the other side, you know, the Cheeto is the presumptive Republican uh, candidate this year. And I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I was never really a fan of the guy. He objectively, he was better for the country than, than the, the sitting guy. But frankly, they're both too fucking old for the job. I don't think geriatrics should be in fucking office, period. They shouldn't be congresspersons. They shouldn't be fucking presidents. They shouldn't be, honestly, they shouldn't be fucking judges. You should be aged out of all of this shit because at some point you become irrelevant and you refuse to give yield the power because without relevancy, without your self-identity, what are you worth? You're worth nothing in your own mind. And it's that's probably why they cling to this shit like it's their fucking balls. But anyway, so yeah, Trump will probably be the 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 uh, Republican nominee because he's just leaps and bounds ahead of every other fucking candidate. I believe I heard somewhere that DeSantis is actually officially dropping out at this point because he just can't close the gap. Um, for some odd reason that, uh, the, like out of all the ones that are in the running right now, the one I like is actually Vivek Ravaswamy or however the hell you say it. I'm going to butcher it. I don't, I'm not, hung up on it, whatever. Vivek, he's, he's actually, he's been kind of growing on me. He's not, I, I mean, I have some issues with the fact that he's a, you know, a tech billionaire and he's got his own money and I'm not, that's not the part I have an issue with, but it seems like some of his positions have kind of swung in the terms of like, well, obviously the, the left's not doing this, but maybe he means the shit that he says, he's definitely hitting the talking points. You know, he's hitting everything people want to hear but also the way he's conducting himself is going in a long way to making him actually seem like somebody that might be a viable candidate. He's, you know, taking it to the mainstream media and the media has lost their fucking clout and it shows more and more every day. Nobody cares what the mainstream media has to say. Nobody respects reporters anymore. You tell somebody, oh, well, I'm a journalist for X, Y, and Z. They're just going to fucking laugh at you at this point. Nobody fucking cares. The only actual people with journalistic integrity at this point are not involved in mainstream media anymore. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, the closest thing to a mainstream media journalist that I even halfway respect right now is Tucker Carlson. And I, I never used to like that fucking guy. He used to irritate the shit out of me. 
but he's actually got some principles and he actually stands on, you know, showing that. And so, you know, that says something that has to count for fucking something. But yeah, so Vivek got interviewed by some uh, group of reporters at some functionaries out there trying to stump and trail trail thump and. Somebody said, well, will you uh, now on the record decry white supremacy? And it's like he raises a very valid point. He said he's opposed to racism in any form. And he flat out told this reporter, but that's not good enough for you because I'm not going to bow the knee to your ideology, just like I won't ask you to bow the knee to mine. But the difference is tomorrow you're going to go out and print some stupid headline based on the fact that I refuse to flat out condemn white supremacy. When I say I'm actually opposed to all racism, that's not good enough because I'm not kowing to your ideology or something like that. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he basically took this broad to the to the the woodshed about how it's you know he's not going to give you her her soundbite that she wants just to appease her because it's fucking pandering and stupid. And then she went out and did literally what he said she was going to do by printing an article using a clipped soundbite saying where he wouldn't denounce white supremacy exclusively and. Yeah, she got dragged on the internet as soon as it happened. I thought it was fucking hilarious. And then another, and then like a day later, another clip comes out where some blonde-haired, blue-eyed, fucking white savior liberal bitch is trying to interview him and keeps talking over him and talking through him because he's not giving her the answers she wants. And you could see this woman breaking down because he was reading her the fucking ride act. He was taking her to the woodshed too. He's not playing with him. He doesn't give a shit about they're, you know, they don't have the clout they used to. They don't have the clout they think they do at all. And he doesn't give a shit. And that I respect. The way he's treating the fucking media assholes makes me like the guy a little bit more. He could be a good, you know, um, like I said, I'm sure Trump's going to get the nomination. He, I could see him taking the number two spot. He would be a good one to have in that position. I think he could deal with a lot of the, you know, when Donald comes out with his old guy, bullshit and then you know vivek will come out and do damage control and put spin on things and put these motherfuckers back in their place and remind them that they really don't run shit besides their mouths and i like that about the guy uh it's yeah it is it's it's a good thing and let's see what else is going on there is a bunch of stuff going on in europe speaking of mainstream media's utter failure as anything to respectable these days and other than a narrative machine you know, the days of Cronkite and Koppel are fucking long gone. That's why nobody respects these assholes anymore, because they, all they are is pushing an agenda. And you want to look at that? Just look at the things they don't fucking cover. Like the fact that they're not covering that right now in Germany, the farmers are pushing back against governments that are trying to regulate and tax them out of existence because they're trying to you know, fulfill this WEF globalist agenda. And it's... Again, this is one of those things you can't even call it conspiracy theories anymore because the WEF has made this information public. They have their targets. They have their goals. They have videos out there circulating of their leadership saying this shit and their uh, 2030 agenda and all this other shit where we're starting to realize these government agents that are trying to like tax and ruin the farmers people are starting to realize something. We need farmers way more than we need fucking politicians. Without politicians, you might have some a little bit of chaos. Without farmers, you die because you don't have food. So, you know, which one's the priority? But mainstream media coverage in America? Zip. Crickets. They're not talking about this shit because it's 
working, basically. I mean, they're not getting everything they want right now. I'm sure the government hasn't completely knuckled under, but they are gaining support. The German farmers who have, you know, they've taken a page out of the French. The French farmers were doing something similar, too, because this is going on all over in Europe. The farmers are getting fucked by the government, and they're fighting back. And actually, the French started it, so good on them. Viva la France. They started, you know, taking out bales of hay and putting them all along the medians and in front of buildings and lighting them on fire. And they started coming out with compost and manure and spraying government buildings with compost and manure and blocking off the doors with old tractor tires and bales of hay and dirt and burying politicians' cars and cow shit and all kinds of fun stuff. I mean, I'm really impressed. You don't fuck with farmers. Farmers are strong, hard people, and these politicians aren't. They're soft, they're weak, they're used to, you know, getting away with the shit they pull because everybody thinks they're somehow supposed to. And when strong people decide to stand up to that shit, that shit usually folds pretty fast. But yeah, so now the German farmers are doing it, and we've got people out there already making and what are in my mind at least false equivalency statements like well how can you be okay with these farmers using their tractors to plug up all the highways but you're not okay with you know pro palestine protesters blocking traffic well partly because it's a matter of idealism of you're fighting for your own who who they're going up against who they're protesting against who they are trying to fight are directly the ones who are harming them as opposed to some asshole in California that decides to block the 405 because something going on halfway around the planet that has fuck all to do with them, and they feel the need to interfere with the flow of traffic to try and make a point. And usually it's a very poorly educated point because these are either paid actors, bad actors, or stupid fucks who are echoing whatever talking points they're talking heads that they pray to are giving them. And yeah, it's not the same thing at all. I mean, yes, they're both impeding traffic, but one's doing it with a goal and a purpose that is directly against the people that are wronging them. The other ones are doing it because they want to stick their nose in other people's affairs so they can feel self-important because they don't actually have anything of meaning or value in their day-to-day lives because they're useless, worthless, mouth-breathing fucks. But, you know, they're all college-educated with degrees they can't afford to pay for because of what they got their degrees in don't pay and they expect everybody else to set up the bill to offset their basket weaving and fucking, you know, gender studies and whatever other useless bullshit they went to college for and spent $100,000 on that they can't get a fucking job with. And nobody wants to hire them because all they got at college was indoctrinated. And they're bad workers now, so they can't even get a job in fast food. They're lucky if they can get a fucking job waiting tables or they try and sell coffee and they wind up offending their enough clients that they get fired for that. And then they want to bitch about how capitalism's evil, not how they're fucking useless, but capitalism's the problem. Not their you know self-righteousness, lack of work ethic, and just general shittiness towards their fellow human beings. The problem is capitalism because it doesn't allow them to be their beautiful and special, unique snowflake selves that are allow them to live their best lives and just maximize their potential to be purple-haired vegan fuckstains. But ultimately, uh, yeah, it's so. Yeah, I I'm actually kind of like pro-farmer in this case because, like I said, we need farmers. We don't need purple-haired fucking social justice warriors. We don't need politicians. We need farmers. Uh, and the farmers are gaining support. It's not just like, you know, jaded assholes like me who want to say, fuck your patchouli smelling bullshit. 
And it's they had the German farmers are getting support from like the German trucking unions are going on strike with them. Uh, the transportation unions, the German rail lines are going on strike to support the farmers. So they may actually be getting some shit done. And when Germans decide to organize, Germans fucking organize. So it'll be interesting to see how well this works. I'm anticipating it'll probably work better than anything of similar effects would do here. Uh, mostly because our politicians are corrupt and a lot of our farmland has been bought up by their masters. So I still firmly believe we should be trying to pitch legislation, not only to stop corporate entities from buying you know, family residences and driving up the market and fucking over the people, but they shouldn't be allowed to own massive plots of farmland. Bill Gates should not be the single largest farmland owner in the country. And I know that kind of goes against my staunch capitalist nature of believing that if an idea has merit, it should earn money because I've frankly, I think Bill Gates made his fortune. He's everybody forgets. He's not this super genius. He didn't even create the software he got rich with. He had other guys do the work. He just kind of pitched it and managed to convince every PC maker in the market to load his operating system onto their systems. That's how he built his fortune. He he was a marketing guy. He, I mean, yes, I'm not saying he, he was by no means stupid, but he's not some fucking be-all, end-all master. He's definitely not qualified to be speaking on shit in terms of medicine or food or this environmental shit. He's not. That's not his, what got him famous. It's not what got him rich, and it's not his area of expertise. So why people want to act like he's somebody who should be just, oh, yeah, no, he's the greatest. No, the fuck he's not. But anyway, that's I, I could talk about fucking Bill Gates all day, too. I hate that fucking guy. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to stick a pin in it because this is getting kind of long. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Another happy new year. Happy 2024. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be ready. Keep your head on a fucking swivel. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.